Hello and welcome to the B2B Sales Playbook Podcast, brought to you, as always, by Lead Forensics. I am your host, Joe Ducaro. In this podcast, I pick the brains of industry experts, innovators, and sales leaders to draw up a series of playbooks full of actionable tips and tricks for you to take away and run with. For this, the Sales and Marketing Collaboration Playbook, I was joined by Wanda Dunaway, Leader of Strategy at Sasego. Wanda had a lot of insight into where the pitfalls between sales and marketing lie and how they can be avoided. She provides real-world examples of problems and solutions experienced by both departments working collaboratively and was a joy to chat to. So without further ado, here is the Sales and Marketing Collaboration Playbook with Wanda Dunaway. Let's just jump straight into it then. What do you think are some common challenges faced by sales and marketing departments when working together? Yeah, I think there's a few challenges. A lot of them have to do with communication. A lot of them actually probably if you say, what's the old standby? What's the most important thing in in real estate? Location, location, location. What's the most important thing in sales and marketing? Working together well is communication, communication, communication. I think it's got to be early, often, intentional, curated, multi-level, bi-directional, all those different things. I think that's a challenge and communication is hard, right? If it was Mm. easy, we would all do it, do it well. But I think that's one. The other thing is these perceptions. You think about it, you'll have sales thinks marketing makes things look pretty and marketing thinks sales is just out there whining and dining. So if you break it down to those things, I think that sometimes can be a problem. I mean, you think about it. Also, we're competing for dollars. It's all one bucket in sales and marketing. Do we hire more salespeople or do we spend more time on the website? All those things, there's limited amount of funds. So I think that's part of it. And then there becomes this pointing of fingers sometimes. If if you're hitting the goal, all's great. If we're not hitting the goal, then there's this marketing's not giving us enough leads or sales not is not closing the sales. So I think those are some of the challenges that you come upon. But communication and perception is probably those are probably the biggest two. You're absolutely right with that one because I remember hearing somewhere once, I think it was on a, a webinar or another podcast they did or something along those lines. And someone was saying if a salesperson picks up the phone to a prospect and says, Hey, I'm from xyz lead forensics or whatever then if that person on the end of the phone has heard of that company then that's thanks to marketing so there's almost like this invisible sort of dancing around each other isn't there let's get a bit more into the sort of the finger pointing bits (laughs) and pieces the miscommunication there what can we do to curb that to prevent that so one thing i talked about early and often that's a big thing with communication is to make sure that you're communicating early in the process, everybody's on the same page strategy-wise. Big picture when you're talking about leadership is is the strategy should be co-developed by sales and marketing. It shouldn't be sales throwing their plan over the fence to marketing throwing their plan over the fence to sales. I think that should all be together. But I think the often is something we forget sometimes. Salespeople, they're very busy and we want them to be in front of customers, right? That's where if we could have them 100% in front of customers, that's the goal. It's interesting because I thought I was really great at marketing in the sales enablement realm when I was on the marketing side. Then when I went out to the sales leadership, the field side, I was like, oh my God, all these things that I would do differently. And one of them was just communicating many times in many different ways. And now everybody needs everything just in time, right? So I'm a little bit of a unicorn because you get a lot of SaaS companies here, you get a lot of technology. So I'm B2B, but a physical product. So 
we had in my in the flooring career i had this hexagon resilient product that goes on the floor so like tile and we said okay there's more sides normally we have four sides more sides is going to mean more gaps we talked through this how do we tell the sales reps that this could be a problem we had a solution for it which was a, a caulk that was colored the same size same color as that and so we talked through i bet we spent hours deciding how to tell the reps this so we tell them we did a webinar we did all these things two years later i'm in the field and i hear somebody say why did marketing not tell us there were going to be gaps in this <laughs> and of course we told them but we told them in one way we told them in this webinar and you think about it some people are visual learners some people are readers some people hear things some people need to experience in themselves and so I found that one of the best ways to do this is tell them seven times. Sometimes we marketing should treat sales like a customer in a lot of ways. You think about it. We do our messaging different for customers. We know that all customers are not the same, but we assume our salespeople are the same. Do a newsletter, do a webinar, give them the information just in time on the website. All these different things in different ways, I think makes a huge difference. I think that's a really, really effective strategy that is definitely a takeaway tip that that's applicable to our listeners immediately just to start thinking oh hang on a minute you're absolutely right if we are doing it this way for the customer why wouldn't we do it any different from the sales department that's a really smart move wonder so what do we say we say seven touch points you need a lot of times mm. before you get a customer i don't think it's that different from sales reps <laughs> absolutely yeah we'll stick with the seven touch points in that's fabulous what are some key differences between the goals and objectives of sales and marketing departments and how do we align those i think they're more alike than different and like i said i feel like the parts that are different are a little more perceptions than actual realities so i feel like obviously we're all looking for revenue growth right that's a common goal i feel like the goals are actually more common than not and it's and sometimes I'm perplexed as how did we get to the point that we think the goals are different? If sales has certain initiatives and they're going down those paths, but marketing's not aligned with those, then that's a problem. But my thing is if you have collaborated on the front end, then you should have the same goals. You're just going about them different ways. And I think in that situation, it's really more about holding each other mutually accountable so it's the same overall goals, but it's just figuring out, okay, what's the role of each within this? And how would you then measure the success of those efforts, those collaborative efforts? I think it's going to be different based on different things, but campaigns, I think, are key to that is too often sales and marketing, they're kind of going on their own things. Marketing is launching new products. Sales is trying to get new appointments for things. And I think in general, you have to create goals for the campaigns each time mm -hmm. and then set up, I think setting up dashboards. So one of the things we talked about was a newsletter is I think that a newsletter from marketing to sales is mandatory in my mind, something that they know they're going to get every week or every time frame that is weekly, I think is good. And you create these dashboards that show the KPIs in this newsletter every week. Show them, hey, here's our goal. Here's where we are. And because the sales teams don't always see that. Marketing is looking at these dashboards continuously. Sales is looking at different dashboards. So to show 
some shared ones on a regular basis, I think is key. The clear communication is 100% key to it. And it's actually something that that we do at Lead Forensics. At the end of every week, there's there's a roundup of here's all the webinars we've done, here's the podcast we've done, here's some of the social content that's gone out, here's the email content that's gone out and all that sort of thing. So I think that is effective because then everybody gets to, speaking from a marketing point of view, that's sales can see exactly where we are. And we have a two weekly meetings, one at the start of the week, one at the end of the week. The start is literally everyone in the entire company says, right, we go around each department, heads of each department saying this is what we need to achieve by the end of the week and by the and the one at the end of the week is here's how far along the process we got this is how the team performed and all that sort of thing it's it really is about having that transparency isn't it absolutely people fill in the blanks for information that they don't have and that can be scary sometimes when it's a rep talking to a customer a salesperson in front of a customer wants to have all the answers and so if marketing has not given them the right answers i've definitely seen salespeople make those up and that's not <laughs> good for anyone we touched um briefly on on different content types and that sort of thing there how can sales and marketing departments work together to create effective content campaigns between the two of them we did touch on this slightly but let's go into this a little further shall we for content for sales tools all these things one of the one of the things that's most important is to have this balance of push and pull. And I think the reason why that's important, because if you have too much pull from sales into marketing, it may not be strategic enough because it may not be a part of as much of the big picture. If marketing is pushing too much to sales without that pull, then the tools content may not be utilized. It may not be the right thing. So I feel like you need that push and pull that balance to where it's sort of like the iPhone. You want to give the salespeople things that they never thought they needed, but then you also want to hear from the salespeople what it is they need, whether that's content or sales tools wise. I know years ago when I was doing marketing for government and education markets. And so I had the top sales leaders from those markets to give feedback, to talk through, okay, here's the goals we all want to achieve. How are we going to get there? And they told me, oh, I've got to have, and this may be a foreign concept to people who are in the technology space, but they're like, I have to have a quick ship folder. So what that means is we had products that would ship in two weeks or less. And in order to be able to show these, we had this folder that had carpet samples in there. And so they had to have it, had to have it. I can't tell you how many times I heard. And so that's that pushing. They're saying, okay, here's what I need. So I said, okay, what price point do you need to go in this folder? Oh, I heard 15, I heard 20, I heard 30, I heard all these different answers. I said, okay, what colors do you need? I had 13 people in the room, 13 different answers. What particular, what do you want here? Nobody had the same thing. So we said, okay, step back and let's see, what's the objective we're, we're trying to create here? And what do we want to accomplish? And the, what we needed, the reason why we wanted this box is that facility managers in schools, especially public schools, they have the tiniest office in the worst area. And we said, okay, what if instead of this folder that nobody knows what they want, we give you a box 
we cut the carpet tiles into 12 by 12 squares and that your end user, you work with your end user to pick 12 samples in whatever colors that they want. We probably created this eight years ago and the company, this is my former company, they're still using it and the customers love it, the sales reps love it. And it was nothing like what they thought they wanted, but we got a much better product to end because we had that push and pull balance. That's something that I really enjoy about doing these podcasts and webinars that I do for Lead Forensics is hearing actual stories where like something's been applied and something's been instilled that is really successful, but then continue to move on. So it, it's a real a practical example of how that can work. Are there any methods the sales and marketing departments could leverage sort of data analytics to better pursue a collaboration at all? Data, that's always the tough one is what's the right data to be looking at? But yeah, I think definitely can leverage data. And I think it goes back to what we talked about, those dashboards to make sure we're looking at the same data. I think one thing that happens a lot is that sales is in the CRM all the time. They're updating things and marketing needs to make sure that we're looking at that same data. I think mm -hmm. sometimes marketers have their own dashboards, but being able to dig into the CRM and see, okay, what are the customers doing? I think that's really important. Actually, what should be happening and doesn't always happen is that sales and marketing should be working together to set up the CRM originally. My new company, we're looking at the CRM the other day and I realized that something I really needed had never been set up to capture. So now we've got to go back and get to it. So I think working off the same data, make sure that marketing sharing with sales, the things that are important to us, but then really digging into the CRM. Now, something else I want to ask you, Wanda, it's a hot topic at the minute. How do you think artificial intelligence <laughs> could potentially help the collaboration efforts? I think to some extent with that just-in-time information we talked about, if more AI can help with, okay, I type a question in and I get my answer. That's something that sales could really use because the resource database that sales has is it's their Bible, but if they've got to search through things and if, if marketing had to put things in the, had to think about, okay, where's the salesperson going to search for these? But I think AI could really, like you look at chat GPT, chat GPT if you can use something like that to have, here's all of the information on Sasego, which is my company. Here's everything that we have, all of our internal knowledge, and that sales can get that at the touch of a, just ask the question, actually even ask it, hey Siri, what's, what's the lead time for this? That I think could save so much time because they don't have to keep all of that information in their heads. They can just ask the question and get it. That, that seems to be the resounding answer for when I ask about AI in any sort of aspect of sales or marketing, indeed. It just seems, oh, it just takes away a lot of the headache, a lot of the legwork that we have to, it just sort of eliminates that. You think about it, if it could cut down on training time, because historically we've spent all this time training our salespeople, and not that's going to go away, but anytime you can give them the basics of the training and then they know they can go get their answers easily and quickly that cuts down on, down on time that they're not in front of customers 
Absolutely, 100%. And after all, time is money. Wanda, I'm going to start to wrap up the conversation here. This has been a really fascinating chat about the collaboration team, sales and marketing. I've certainly learned a lot. What is the key takeaway from this conversation that we've had today that you'd everybody listening to this to take away with them? I would say key tip is communicate. Like I said, communicate early, often, bi-directional, multi-level. I think that's the key. And it shouldn't just be with the marketing leaders. It should be with all levels within. I, I used to, my marketing people, I required them to travel with the reps or spend time on calls with the reps so that they could see, okay, here's the tool I gave you or here's the content that I put out there. How are you using that so that I can give you a better product in the end? Fantastic stuff. Wanda Dunaway, thank you so much for joining me for the Sales and Marketing Collaboration Playbook. Thanks. Well, there you are, Wanda Dunaway on the collaboration between sales and marketing. Our key takeaways then. Communication and perception are the biggest challenges for sales and marketing teams working together. Bi-directional feedback is important to ensure both teams are aligned with their goals. Early, often, and curated communication is key to successful collaboration between sales and marketing teams. Marketing should treat sales like customers, catering to different learning styles of different sales reps. Data analytics and artificial intelligence can aid collaboration by providing salespeople with just-in-time information and cutting down on training time. I think Wanda's key takeaway, though, is communication, communication, well, thanks very much to Wanda for joining me for the Sales and Marketing Collaboration Playbook. And thank you very much for listening. Remember to subscribe to the B2B Sales Playbook wherever you get your podcasts and give us five stars where possible. We'll be back next week with another brand new B2B Sales Playbook. <laughs>